What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is a Gear Network production. A successful product does not become a successful product on its own. Look at the Gear Radio Network, for example. We're a prime example. We had a lot of help getting here, and we can help you get where you want to go, too. Advertising rates are very low to start off here on the Gear Radio Network. Visit us at gearnetwork.com. Click on the contact link to send us an email, and we can work out the details. Again, advertise your product across all of the forums at a low, low rate here on the Gear Radio Network. Welcome back to the Better Live Than Dead podcast. Right now, I'm joined on the line by a good friend, uh, writer for fansided.com, Mike Straw. He is at the Mike Straw on Twitter. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic over the rain. I, w- I wish I could say the same, but hey, well, we're, we're doing good over here, okay? That's what the, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we talked about some things. It's okay. Um, Obviously, I know you're you're a hockey writer now, and you, and you write about video games. And we'll get to the video games later in the in the in the segment. But um, obviously, I know for for people who don't know, I'll, I'll tell them you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan. But you spent enough time in Buffalo where you can talk about the Bills and have some semblance and and, and know what you're talking about. So, with that being said, I, I, at least I hope I do. Well, you, you make enough sense to me. I mean, that's why I have you here today. So. <laughs> Uh, to start off, I, I want to ask you about uh, Bill's quarterback, E.J. Manuel. Now, it's his second year at the helm uh, of the Buffalo Bills offense, but uh, obviously if he stays healthy, it'll be his first full year uh, as, a, as a quarterback in the NFL. Is he ready to take the next step, or do you see uh, a lot more growing pains uh, coming this season? I don't see, as far as growing pains go, I don't see like severe ones. I mean, he's, it's his second season. He's not going to come out and be a Russell Wilson. I think everybody got foiled by the Colin Kaepernick, Russell Wilson, uh, Andrew Luck, and to a lesser extent, the Andy Dalton effect, um, where a rookie quarterback can come in, start, and lead his team to the playoffs and be fine with it and all that fun stuff. Hey, Manuel, people seem to think that this year's make or break for him when everybody always says it's the third year that you really should judge a draft during his third season is when you can think, okay, he's either got it or he doesn't. So I, I don't know. I don't see it being, I don't think he's going to lead this team to like 12 and four in a Super Bowl berth or anything like that. But I don't see it being nearly as bad as some people think. I think it's going to be a middle of the ground season. He's got weapons around him that'll make him look good. And he's not, I don't think he's bad enough with his decision making or, even if he makes a bad decision, I think his arms will be able to avoid the underthrown interceptions and things like that. So I don't really see uh, many, other than maybe the 
the, the not getting out of bounds type of stuff that we saw last year. I don't know. Maybe that still happens. And his staring down of receivers. I don't. I think those are the only two things I really am concerned about with him. Well, with that being said, obviously the, the success of EJ Manuel will make or break this Buffalo Bill season because uh, we we all know from last year they have a great defense uh, and there's there's enough weapons around EJ Manuel for him to be serviceable. Uh, but with that being said, is this team ready to take the next step and be eight and eight, nine and seven, ten and six, or do, do you see them? still struggling this season? There's no reason in my mind they can't go at least 9-7. and seven. Maybe I'd be more confident to say 10-6 and six, uh, if Kiko and that one player, but if he, was able, if he was healthy because that's another piece to the defensive puzzle. But there's no doubt that they can, they can be a 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight team, at least 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't see them winning less than 8 games, to be honest. I mean, the way the defense is, the way that defensive line is, I don't care if it's just two preseason games, but even last season, that defensive line looks ready and determined, and they're just, they're monsters. So there's no reason this team's any, this team should not. And if they are, then something went wrong coaching wise, because the talent, there shouldn't be a reason they don't go at least 500. Well, and, and to build off that question, um, the return of Cordy Glenn is that is that understated or is that a very big development for the for this team? I I want to say it's a big development, but you just don't know how healthy he is, and you don't know what the heck was wrong with him in the first place. I mean, you just know some undisclosed illness is what everybody's saying, but no one knows exactly what was wrong with him, so you don't know. He can be back, but what if he's not? What if he's only sixty percent? Right now, I'd rather have 100% Chantrell Henderson starting on the left side than uh, 50% or 60% Cordy Glenn. When he's fully healthy, that's going to be huge. But right now, it just I don't think it makes that much of a difference. So right now, what I'm, what I'm drawing from you is that the defense is going to be good. We, we all know that. But, um, see, I, I always thought that, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I always figured that the um, – the offensive line needed to be a little better to give EJ some time because it seemed last year when he played, he kind of had, I mean, he was a rookie, granted, but it, it seemed like he was a little, uh, he didn't really feel comfortable in the pocket, didn't look too comfortable in the pocket, which led to some of those ill-advised runs that he ended up getting hurt on. But um, if the offensive line is better, do you think that will, oh, well, that, I guess it's kind of a dumb question, but, if the offensive line gives EJ Manuel more time, do you think that will uh, help him out, or do you think his his things are his issues that he has are are more him than the team? I guess is what I'm trying to I say. I think I kind of think it's a mixture of both. I think uh, if he gets more than two seconds and he has a little bit of time, it builds that confidence that be like, all right, I don't have to worry about getting hit the second I hit the ball, so now I can just worry about getting the ball out. And that might build up and correct his issues. So I think it can like it can piggyback off the offensive line performing can piggyback and lead to EJ Manuel getting his issues fixed out. So I think it can, it all com- comes into one thing. But I really don't think the offensive line is that bad this year. Like everybody thinks that it's a big weak spot, but to me they've looked not they haven't looked that bad. It, the only thing that I, I haven't liked with the offense, other than the goal line, because I don't know what it was, but they're just not good. Near the, near the end zone right now is EJ staring at wide receivers. 
And that's the only thing I've had on EJ all preseason so far. Granted, just two games and limited, but he seems to just stare at people. And I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but he, the staring, I think, once that gets fixed where he doesn't just look at one wide receiver right off the snap and he looks around and then fix it, figures it out or looks away and then looks back or something like that, I feel you see a much different EJ Manuel on field. Right now we are joined by Mike Straw. He is at the Mike Straw on Twitter. Uh, he writes for fansided.com. Now before we go over to uh, to video games, which I, I know you're very excited to talk about because uh, <laughs> whenever you get a chance to talk about video games, it's, it's fun to listen. But uh, I, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on the latest, or what are your latest thoughts on the sale of the Buffalo Bills? Now, before we get involved, I, I do want to mention to you, uh, right before we came on the air for this interview, uh, Tim Graham, who has been an absolute gem throughout this entire process of, of God, I love Tim Graham. He's he's been amazing. He's been breaking almost everything. He says that John Bon Jovi has actually uh, contacted Jim Kelly and spoken to him about joining the Toronto group, uh, the the aforementioned or the the self named Toronto group, I should say, uh, in in hopes of uh, creating a stronger group to buy the Buffalo Bills. What are your thoughts on that? First and foremost. All right. Well, first on Tim Graham's work, I've always said, and I've said for the last few years, in my if I could grow up to be half the reporter that Tim Graham is, I will consider myself a success. And I've told him this, and I mean, he's the guy, a lot of aspiring journalists, especially sports writers, should aspire to be, should look up to. That, first and foremost. As far as the John Bon Jovi recruiting Jim Kelly things, I can't help but laugh. It's desperation at its finest. He's basically just clinging to straws, trying to figure out what the heck he can do to, to turn his name around because his name's mush. Like, bon Jovi's just dirt here. And I think Jim Kelly knows Bon Jovi's full of, full of crap, and I don't think he'd get in. Plus, last I checked, I, 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 I could be mistaken, but I thought there was a rule once you do this non-binding agreement or once you submit, you can't work to add people to your group. I well, that, could that... be wrong. No, no, you're you're right. On, you're you're correct on that one. But sorry to interrupt. But the thing about it is, the way Morgan Stanley has gone with this process is they've let Tom Galasano bid late. Uh, guys are breaking non-disclosure agreements like it's their job. And yeah. it and while you can't join groups, I'm almost I'm almost wondering if if it, it seems to me as if. Jim Kelly being allowed to join their group, if that raises the bid, the overall bidding, they'll let it happen because they have fumbled this whole process and made it look like a complete joke. Yeah, I agree. I, agree. I, I, I agree there. But, yeah, like like I said, I mean, Tom Gallus, I know, comes in late. I just feel like somebody coming in late and somebody joining an already made group, like I feel – Maybe once you oh. submit that bid, well, that's your group. You can't add to your group. Well, the one now, thing if you the, come in with a late bid, then sure, whatever. That's to me, that's different than going. Well, we made our bid here, but now we're going to add this guy to it, and then we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't feel it'll happen. I feel like it'll be shot down if it does happen or whatnot. But I just don't see Jim Kelly doing that. Quite, pers- quite frankly, and this is my just my. I might be the only one to believe this. I don't feel Jim Kelly should get involved in any ownership. I feel there's way too much on his plate with his cancer and all that stuff to even, like, 
before the dust settles with that, and before you know you're going to be around for a long time, which pray God that he is, how about you, you just not worry about the ownership stuff? You could always come in as a minority owner later on. You know what I mean? After a team, after a group gets the team, you could always say, hey, how about you sell this a chunk of this team to me? You know what I mean? I yeah, not feel to like you'd be to... better off to, to, to worry about his health and not worry, just in the grand scheme of things, screw Bon Jovi, screw whatever. In the grand scheme of things, health should be the most important thing, and I think that's what you should do. Step away, keep an eye on it, but step away and don't get involved. Well, absolutely not to mention, there's nothing to say that an owner can't buy the team and then go in, in five, six years go, hey, I'd like to make some cash back. I'll sell 30% of the team to a few people. I mean, there are sports teams. There are a lot of sports teams out there that are owned by multiple people, just a ton of minority owners. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, the one thing I wanted to point out to you, which has been weird about this whole process, is the news trickling out. Like we said, Tim Graham, uh, Buffalo News, has done a great job. But I mean, John Warrow will be Associated Press, too. Both yep. of them have been on he's doing. He's also John, doing – he's a, And sorry. John Crick. I mean, Crick has been doing ridiculously well, too. Those three have been the go-tos for this entire thing. The weirdest part about the whole process is the non-binding agreement, which has apparently reportedly scared people away because I was listening to something uh, on the Internet with Tim Grandma a little while ago, a couple of days ago, I think it was, and he had said that the non-disclosure agreement uh, doesn't allow – I believe doesn't allow you to talk to a bank – to get to for financing, so you have to bid on a team and hope you'll get financed if you need it. Uh, and then also, once you once you put a a, a bid in, you're not allowed to talk to the other groups. Yeah. Which and that's why I feel like the Pagulas are dominating. I've, I've made it my point, um, with the exception of right now, to not talk about the sale of the team because I just, you know what I mean I'm kind of fed up with it all. Is what do you believe? Who do you believe? What is there to really believe? What are the actual facts? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those things of I'm just sitting back and like I have this mindset and I brought it up on I posed a question on Twitter to see if I'm just insane or if there's other people who think of like me. I'm not putting a dime into this team via for the I mean I did last year and stuff, but until the ownership situation gets settled, I'm not putting another dime into the team via ticket sales or jersey sales or because I don't want to put the money towards franchise where I don't know their you know what I mean. I don't Absolutely. want to do it. And then all of a sudden they go to Bon Jovi's group and the Toronto group. And then I'm like, well, I just wasted all my money this year. So I'm hoping, though, I'm praying we get this settled by December because I really want to go see Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And I have my buddy from Green Bay hopefully coming in town for that game, too. So I kind of hope it's settled by then so I can purchase tickets. <laughs> settle, it, settle this sale for the, for the sake of Mike Straw. Exactly. Do it for me. The, uh, the last question. And I want to ask you, it's kind of a broad question, but I, I know you'll take it and run with it. Um, last one, and we'll let you go. Tell us a, a little more about Madden 15. Uh, obviously, it comes out, for those who don't know, it comes out in 10 days on the uh, PS4, Xbox One. Um, first off, the one thing I do want to ask you, because I, I was looking at one of your articles from, from Fansided, when do they plan on, do they plan on releasing an Xbox in a, in a PS3 version, or is this just kind of... Uh, Okay. It'll be a watered-down version. It won't be as graphically beautiful or anything, but it'll be out the same thing. Okay. Well, now I, now I, I, I must ask you to, to have fun with this and, and let us know some more about Madden 15. Oh, what do you want to know? I mean, from the game looks visually beautiful. Like, last year, what you could tell was clearly Madden 25 making a port rather than a, a new game. 
it was just a simple port of the last gen version to the new gen. Now that the new gen is known as the current generation and it's the primary, you got that new look visuals. I mean, the presentation. Jim Nance and Phil Sims are still as dull as ever and they need to go away. So it'll be another year of muting the commentary for me and listening to music while I play. But visually, presentation wise, the halftime jokes, the pregame, the post, everything looks beautiful. It looks, it's close enough to where if you're watching on the broadcast camera, you glance real quick, you think you're watching a CBS broadcast. That's how good the game looks. As far as gameplay, it's tough to tell because I haven't had my hands on the game until, or what was it, June, excuse me, is when I got an alpha build of the game in my hand. And compared to then to now, it just looks like the gameplay is completely different. Like they fine-tuned everything. But gameplay changes the connected franchise mode for people like me who only play connected franchise. Um, they added the little nuances like IR designated to return. Um, you can fire and hire coaches and your staff in the middle of the season. You can do special sale prices and things like that that really give it an in-depth type, in type of thing. That really just it adds to that realism about owning a franchise or running a franchise. And to me, that's the coolest thing about it. The more realistic you get off the field and stuff, the better it'll the better it'll perform. Because, yeah, the, the bulk of the game is on the field, but there's a lot of stuff that goes that the fans want to do off that could really kill it if it's like if it's really dull and it's not fun off the field and stuff like that. And I mean the one gripe you could have is the draft classes to where it randomizes draft classes. But there's a lot of people who including myself who thought maybe this year they should have allowed you to create your own rather than randomly generating them. Create your own draft classes so somebody can go in and create the roster files for the next four years of college grads so you actually have, like, uh, realistic-style draft classes. Now, there's a lot of controversy with that, but it's it's a fan creating it. It's not that big a deal because they're doing it themselves. But the random draft class, it just all looks... It seems... They're bringing it to a fine-tuned product. With the way... And I know I'm rambling on here, but with the way uh, Madden transitioned into the last gen when Xbox 360 and PS3 came around... Madden 06 was the worst game ever. It was the the 360 version of it was. It was a football game stripped of all game modes. Just the worst thing ever. And I shared the old trailer on Twitter from E305, and I want anybody listening to this to look it up, the Madden 2006 E3 trailer, because it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> it, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll, I'll link it, but it looks just, it's the worst thing ever, and the game looked nothing like what it said it was going to look like in the trailer, and it was just big negative PR. They've rectified that with this transition to Gen 4 with the PS4 and Xbox One. It just looks like that next-gen football experience, and I think fans are going to I think fans are gonna love it. For my time with it, granted, last time I was able to play it was June, but my time with that game, I think fans are going to really, really like what they see. Plus, if you're a Bills fan, you have the highest rate of rookie wide receiver in the game. So that's good. And you have one of the best defensive line. You have, by rating, the best defensive line in Madden with all three, with three of your defensive linemen being above a 90. So it just, for the Bills fan's sake, it's going to be a fun year.
<laughs> I was going to say, you're, world. You're, you are a true professional because you brought it right back to what we were talking about beforehand. So I got to say, <laughs> I hate, I, I got to say, I hate you because I think you just sold me on a console I don't have on a game that I don't have either, obviously, but I don't have a PS4. Been thinking you about know, it. And I, the I, next gen consoles are tremendous. I don't care what people say about. Now I'm a PC gamer too. I'm a lover of all games. I've never met a console I hated, and well, truly hated. I've enjoyed games on every single device I've ever played and owned. Uh, when it comes to the PS4 and the Xbox One, you're not going to build a computer for like the people who hate consoles or things. You're not going to build a computer and get the power you do for the PS4 or Xbox One at the same price you're going to pay for those consoles. You're just not. So it, it's worth it. It's fun. I mean, I don't regret the purchases at all. I enjoy them. Do I love my PC? Absolutely. But it's just, you're not going to get sports games. If you want sports games, you're going to have to go console. And it'd be much better to just, you're going to see Madden and NHL and FIFA for the last gen get left in the dust after this year. So that's how it's going to be. Well, I've got games for the next few years, but they're going to be left in dust. I've got to ask you just a, just a yes or no type of question: PS4 or Xbox? I answer this with one, and and then I this is complicated, but it's really not. <laughs> if you want a console that is four games solely with minimum like side entertainment, the PS4 you're not going to get better because the PS4 is more powerful processing and graphically than the Xbox One. If you want a game console that can also be used as an all-in-one entertainment system where you have hundreds of apps, you have the TV pass-through, you have all these extra added side features in addition to the game, and the Xbox One. I mean, that I've enjoyed both. But as far as, if, if you're only like, I want this because I want to play games, PS4. I want games and I want to use this as my home entertainment system to get rid of like my everything else I need where I don't need a smart TV and I don't need this, then the Xbox One. It's really all that. Do you want the entertainment side of things too or do you just want games? That sounds like a good, that's the best breakdown I've ever heard about it, so I do appreciate it, man. <laughs> and I gotta say, I gotta say, thank you for uh, doing this last minute. I know something came up and things have been crazy, but you are the inaugural guest on the Better Live Than Dead podcast on, on the Gear Network. Fantastic. I want to say thank you. I know we're going to talk to you again because I, I, I got to be yeah, honest. There's right I, around the corner. Hockey's coming soon. Hockey games are coming up. There's always video games. There's always sports. Always something I can talk to you about. I know that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Hey, and NHL 15 is only three weeks away, and there's a lot of stuff I can talk about to that because I'm. Oh not man, happy. I'll tell you what. But before I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to get going on that because I'll tell you what. I watched it. and I'm already like, damn. I got to go buy it, and I got to get a PS4. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. My my wallet hurts just by watching these videos. That's how good they Dude, are. Dude, I don't blame. I just finished paying off my tonsils, so. Oh man. Well, hey, I gotta say, Mike Straw, good guy. Thank you very much again for for doing this at the Mike Anytime, Straw on Twitter. Anyway. Yeah, because I the Mike Straw. I'm the only one that matters. At the Mike Straw, the one Mike Straw, one and only. Fansided.com. You can find his work if you Google Fansided.com. Mike Straw, he'll come up, or just like I said, go to his Twitter account. Good people. Thanks again for joining us, man. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. This free and independent sportscast is made possible when you shop the Gear Network store through Amazon. 
Visit GearNetwork.com and click on the Amazon banner to shop through Amazon's thousands of products at great prices delivered right to your front door. Again, that's GearNetwork.com and click the Amazon banner at the top. Wrestling fans, this is JC Money here, and I want to talk wrestling with you. That's right. I want to talk WWE with you. I want to talk indies with you. I want to talk WWE 2K video games. I want to talk anything wrestling with you because we are talking wrestling with JC Money. Thursdays on the Gear Radio Network. Sports, news, and fun. This is the Kia Radio Network. Welcome back to the Better Live Than Dead podcast. I want to send a shout-out again to Mike Straw from Fansided.com, at the Mike Straw on Twitter, for joining us this week on uh, Last Minute Notice. I also want to send out a thanks to Tony at Fortune Studios for making this podcast happen, as well as JC, who made this podcast happen with the Gear Network. Just want to say thanks again for listening to the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WolfSHC with a W-O-L-F-E-S-H-C. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Ryan Wolf. You are not. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next week. G-E-R-E network.com. Also iTunes, search Gear Network, G-E-R-E Network, and subscribe.